What is going on, everybody? I want to welcome you to the live stream. Thank you for being here. I'm excited today because we're going to have Traveling Tall coming onto the stream. He's a fellow content creator who makes videos on motorcycle travel, product reviews, and installs, and everything in between. So I can't wait to bring him on. This stream is sponsored by Eagle Lights, and I want to give them a huge shout out. We need to bring in Traveling Tall, but we got to do it the right way. So let's roll the intro. Traveling tall. What is going on, my man? What's going on, Joe? How you doing today? Not too bad. Ho hopefully you like the intro. I, I thought really hard about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I like so, it. Tall, first off, I want to thank you for for coming in uh it's it's an absolute pleasure i've been watching you for a while here now and just awesome to have you on well thank you for thank you for inviting me joe i really appreciate it and it's a honor to be invited so uh again <laughs> thank you and also i want to say hello to everyone especially your family shout out to joe Go's family and uh riding the wrench and papa d and a couple other people that i recognize in the chat section thank you for tuning in tonight awesome awesome all right, so we're going to go ahead and roll into it. So first off, I, I know everybody probably knows who you are, but first question on the list, just tell us a little about yourself and your YouTube channel. Well, my name is Tall. The YouTube channel is called Traveling Tall, and the channel is about motorcycles, test rides, tutorials, product reviews, installations, side-by-side -side comparisons, and a little bit of other things mixed in too. It's a family-friendly YouTube channel. Anyone can sit down, watch it with your family. I have a lot of uh, viewers and subscribers that watch it with their small children, and that's how I want it. There's no cursing, no profanity, and you won't see anything other than a Harley going a little faster than it should from time to time. You won't see anything that uh, should be uh, embarrassing to watch in front of your children. So I, I pride myself on making it family-friendly. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I like your channel because you're not on there bad-mouthing people, swearing every other word because you hop on some of these channels it's like man i it's hard to even watch this so people definitely appreciate that so let's move on to question number two so what exactly got you into riding motorcycles and how long have you been riding uh, i've been riding motorcycles since i was nine years old and uh i've been riding almost 40 years now so that a lot of people don't know my age so i guess i just told my age um what got me into riding was my dad i grew up in a motorcycle family he's at harley's he's always been a harley in the garage and um so i learned it from him and you know just Kind of, kind of been in my blood ever since. I didn't start with Harley's. I started with a Suzuki, but uh, then eventually I made it over Harley Davidson, and I've been riding ever since. That's awesome. So it's a, it's a big family thing. Your, your whole oh, yeah. family rides. That's awesome. Yeah, my, my, uh, my, my dad rides. My mom, I uh, used to ride on the back. You know, go Daytona years ago. My brother rides. My sister rides. My brother-in-law rides. My cousins. My uncles. Uh, <laughs> Everybody rides in the family. Now, everybody, it used to be a little bit of this and that. Now, everybody riding or pretty much glides beside my sister. She's the only one that got that heritage, but she'll okay. be over there soon. Like, <laughs> hey, nothing nothing wrong with that heritage. I, I like that oh. heritage that she just got. Oh, yeah. It's a good, it's a good looking bike. It's a good looking bike, but you know, I got I to gotta mess with her. You know, it's a, it's really a great bike for her, but would I like to see my sister on a street glide? Of course, of course you know. Right. It's just, right, right. <laughs> Might as well complete the set, right? Yeah. And you, you, would you have to disown her if she ended up getting a road glide? No, because I got, 
I got tons of yeah, road glides. I got tons of the family with road glides, but you know, all their taste is in their mouth. You know, they don't have they don't have good taste. You know, and that that was just for Q right there, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm sure Q's in the comments right now. Be like, oh, these guys. <laughs> he's actually in uh, Pensacola. Pen, I don't. I can't even say it. Pensacola doing a uh, training, and what did he trailer out there? The street glide. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> You're going, to, you're going to take the best glide when you're going, right? You're going to take the best glide. But here's the thing. Q, let me tell you this. Because I, I love Pensacola. That's my area. If you don't go to Fort Pickens, that's the most beautiful beach that you will find in Pensacola. Beautiful out there. Just to let you know that. Yes, take that street glide over to Fort Pickens and, and enjoy it. It's, it's a good area. And you probably have a better time on the street glide because the, uh, you know, the road glide. Well, I'm not going to start any trouble tonight. with the street glide. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. So this this leads me into my next question. So why Harley Davidson? Why why are you so passionate about? It? All right. So here's the thing. You asked me a question. My mind goes way out there. So I'm <laughs> I'm gonna try to do better on these interviews and answer the question that's asked. But I grew up in a Harley Davidson family to the point that when we saw somebody out on the road, and I'm talking about old school Harley. I don't I don't know about this new school Harley stuff. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you what I mean by that in a minute. But when we saw somebody out on the road with Harley Davidson, my dad, even if he was in the truck with the family, he'd talk to that person. And it just seemed like there was a brotherhood that they had because both of them, whoever he was talking to, the stranger they just met, they loved Harley Davidson motorcycle. When I would see somebody, I remember as a little kid, I would tell them, yeah, my daddy got a bike like that. You know, we would talk about Harleys and we would go to different Harley Davidson dealership. We'd go to the dealership. Uh, here at Knoxville, and it was just um, a different feeling. I like motorcycles. I like all bikes, but there's a different way that Harley riders um, gather together and, and fellowship than others, other motorcycle riders. And uh, not to mention the sound and the looks of a Harley and the, uh, the family history that I have with it. Since my great uncle, he started riding Harleys back in the 1940s. So this is nothing new with my family. And then my dad, he's been riding for 50 plus years. Um, so it's kind of like a family heritage just been passed down. And that's kind of, I wouldn't be able to tell my family history without talking about Harley Davidson because it literally seemed like that was uh, always in the foreshadow of, of, of our family. Hopefully that right. answers that question. Sorry to be so long-winded on that. No, no, no. That no problem. We got we got all night. Uh, but uh, so it's funny that you say that because so my dad and he'll he'll vouch for it. He he was always against Harley. He said, "Man, those things are overpriced." He said, "You can get a Honda Suzuki for half the price. It's the same thing." He he stopped riding for a few years, and uh, I decided that I want to start riding because he he hasn't rode for years. So my first bike was like a. a I think it was, it was a Honda Rebel, and then I graduated to a Sportster, and I couldn't have a better bike than what he had. So he went out and he rode a Sportster. It was like a 2012 Sportster or something. And when he got home, he said, "Man, now I get exactly what the Harley Davidson thing's all about." He's like, "I never would have thought it would have felt like riding one of those." Oh yeah, and and, and that's to talk about that a little bit. You know, is there motorcycles that? have more power from the fact yet is there a motorcycle that have more technology that's kind of questionable i'll i'll say yes but there's really when you think of harley davidson everybody thinks it's old and antiquated that's not so harley davidson is the first company to bring an electric motorcycle first big company i'm talking about honda yamaha suzuki and all those to bring an electric motorcycle harley davidson has been making adventure bikes 
they've been in the off-road portion years before this new Pan American stuff. A lot of people don't know that. Harley Davidson has, um, if I were to talk, and I'm not trying to start trouble, but if I was trying to, if I were to talk to someone who rides a Goldwing, and yes, Goldwings, they make power, but if you're going to do upgrades on a Goldwing, if I were to ask them, what would it take to change the cam out in the Goldwing, or hey, at least point to where the cam is on a Goldwing, I'd say 90% of them could not point to where the cam. Harley Davidson is literally the Lego of motorcycles. You can point to the cam chest. You can see it right there. The push rods, the cylinders, the head. And they 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 took a motorcycle and kept the nostalgic, iconic feel. And yet still give you a reliable motorcycle. And I know people are going to say, people have done a really good job talking bad about Harley saying they're not reliable. But yep. if you look and you see... And Harley-Davidson is ahead of a lot of the manufacturers in reliability. Um, not beating up on BMW, but they're way in front of BMW motorcycle, you know. So there's a lot of good qualities about Harley. And um, Joe, I, I'm just rambling on. I forgot what you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I rambled on and then you rambled on after that. So it, yeah, it's <laughs> you, you got to stop me sometimes, Joe. No, you're, going. you're good, man. It's all right. It, hey, it's it's a good conversation. If it's a good conversation, I'm not going to stop it. So, uh, but I do want to bring up the fact that uh, riding and wrenching. He sent me a super chat. I appreciate appreciate it, brother. So here's your sound effect. Super chat. Gas money. That's gas money for for your uh, street glide. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then here we go. Robert's starting already. Robert Simmons, he just sent me a $50 super chat. Here's your sound effect. Super chat. <laughs> who who, uh, who he, sent you that? That name doesn't that, sound familiar. Who sent, who sent that to you? <laughs> I, I think I heard of him. Uh, Be the boss of your motorcycle, Robert Simmons. And, oh, uh, and that guy. <laughs> oh, I could be mean right now to say something. <laughs> he lived down <laughs> south, right? I'm, no, I'm not going to even say it. He knows what I can say, but I'm not going to say that. I'll just mess with him. So, so go ahead. What's the question that, that Robert asked? Go ahead. He, he he said, when will we see Tall at a practice session? Seems quite odd that he hasn't participated in one, and he is a good friend of Robert Simmons. Signed, Anonymous. <laughs> Yo. Robert. <laughs> me and Robert talked on the phone today. I know he's trying to put me out there in front of everybody, think it's going to say he's gonna change something but we literally talked on the phone like an hour and a half ago today he knows he knows the answer to that um oh my God. robert knows as soon as he takes my my fast maneuvering class i'll take this slow maneuvering class how about that okay okay no i'll just kidding. Hey, yeah i'm just kidding now i'm gonna get i'm gonna get down there to pool of georgia uh we actually talked today and uh i want to get down there and uh visit his course and ho hopefully we'll be able to go on a ride too I told him that uh, we need to get out and go. If it ain't nothing but a hundred miles, get out and go take the glides for a ride. So yeah, that answers your question, Robert. Quit putting me on the spot. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to question four. So just recently, Harley Davidson invited you out to Utah to be in their commercial, and that looked absolutely awesome. So. Uh, what was that experience like for you, man? Listen, that was that was awesome. It was awesome. Um, that month there, I was I was in and in two weeks I was in thirteen states, going back and forth across the country. So it wasn't Ooh. a very restful time. Um, sorry, I got a phone call in the middle of this. It wasn't a very restful time. But when I say that my 
my dad uh, being able to go out there with him and do that was a, a dream come true. And that's why it meant so much to me. We, um, even before we got there, we was flying on the plane together. My dad, he's old school. He don't like flying on the plane. But we were flying on the plane together, going through the airport, trying to rush to get to where we was going. And uh, when we got there, we it was in, if I can tell the backstory a little bit, it was in Salt Lake City. Uh, so we went out to a place called Antelope Island. Antelope Island, yeah, in uh, Utah. So anyway, we flew into Salt Lake City. And uh, the next morning, we had to get up early in the morning for like the sunrise. They wanted to get some good shots. So... When we went out there, we, the driver picked us up. We're going out there. It's about an hour and a half ride. And I'm looking at the sun coming up over Utah. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And I'm, and I'm sitting there. I'm riding in the in the van with my dad. And uh, I'm excited about what's about to happen. He's excited about what's about to happen. He's excited about seeing the new models. You know what I mean? I'm excited about seeing the new model. But there was a point where I was out there looking at the buffalo. And literally, the buffaloes were like 20 feet away. They, You know. I don't know. They could have turned and chased us really easy, you know, but yeah. there was a point when I was sitting out there and I was like, thank God, thank you God for this moment, that this moment right here, well, I will never forget that moment being able to do that with my dad because it meant so much to him, not just because it was Harley Davidson uh, and he's been riding Harleys for a bunch of years, but me and him got to do something like this together and it's going to be documented on film forever. That's something that I'll never forget. And Joe, if you want to hear another backstory, you want, you want me to tell you? Hey, hey, I'm all ears, man. I'm sure right. everybody else wants to hear it, too. <laughs> so my dad is 78 years old, 78. And uh, in Knoxville, we're riding around. He's very, very cautious riding a motorcycle. You know, I'm, I'm wide open out there, right? So I'm, when I'm riding right. with him, I'm kind of like cooling it, taking it easy a little bit. So, you know, I'm like, you know, where's he at? Blowing down, that type of thing. Well, when we got out there, he's like, all right, these two bikes. There's a rope glide and a street glide. Go save, they ride in the ring. So anyway, I said, <laughs> you know, might as well. I said, I'll, I'll ride the rope glide. So he rode the street glide. And uh, we was out there, and they said, go down the road, do this. And there was a camera truck in front of us. And literally, at one point, they told us to come on closer. There was a guy with a big tray back there, and he had a camera. We were that close. Hopefully you can see that that close yeah. from that train. But we have these things that I hear. They said, if, if you know, if they stop, you know, if they would stop, we would have been in the truck. Right. But they had the things that I hear. They're telling us all this stuff. So uh, at one point I'm sitting on top of the hill and they're taking daddy down there and they're telling him to go. And he said, go through the curve. You want to lean it over, lean it over. Now he's a rider. He can ride. He's like, all right. So he goes through the curve and lean it over, right? He's like, that was fun. So I, I go through and that, that same curve had like some tar snakes. And it was kind of heating up a little bit. And you, that little tar, the front wheel kind of moved down on me a little bit like yeah. that. So when I came up there, I told him, I said, hey, Daddy, you need to be careful. Don't be going too fast now. He's like, oh, I ain't worried about that. I said, I had to tell him, I said, listen, I didn't bring you way out here when you be getting yourself hurt. Don't be going that fast. I had to slow him down. To this day, he talks about how good that street glide is. He wants that street glide over ultra, ultra to this day. And, you know, street glide is just a lighter bike than ultra. The, the weight is different. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to having to wait on him and, you know, for him to catch up to having to slow him down. But <laughs> I don't know what it was, but he really enjoyed it. He had a good time. And that itself, between that, riding the uh, scooters through Salt Lake City, we rode the electric scooters. We rode the train. We took an Uber. I mean, we did all the, I guess, the, the new age stuff that <laughs> yeah. people do. And it, it was 
it was unforgettable, man. Unforgettable. It, well, that, that that's probably the best explanation that uh, you you could have gave right there. And you get you got that whole video on your on your channel. So if you guys want to check that out, make sure you go to his channel and check it out. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I still couldn't explain it in the video like I wanted to. I can't I can't explain it. I, I'm grateful for it. I've been blessed to have some good opportunities with Harley Davidson. I don't know if you know this, Joe, but this is the second time that we've been in a video. The first time it featured the whole family. Uh, they came okay. to Tennessee and they shot a video for the 2021 me, Street Vibe Special. Nope. But okay. this was, uh, that was kind of like a, a story of riders. And this one, of course, is the uh, um, the Harley Davidson catalog, which is, which is pretty cool. When we walk into a dealership and we see that poster of the Street Glide and Road Glide, I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> to look at that. Right. Uh-oh. Uh, well, Robert Simmons says, that's what's up, Tall. Memories with your dad, that's what's up for sure. And then Riding and Wrenching said, admit it, love at first ride. Oh, Riding and Wrenching. If, if, if it's such a good bike, then, then I mean, you, you had an opportunity to buy another road glide. You bought a street glide. I know what it is. See, Joe, go, let me say this. Riding and Wrenching came to Tennessee, and he rode that road glide to Tennessee. But when he got here, he saw all these Batwing fairings, and he saw the way that yeah. he was going through those mountains right there. He said, I got to have some of that. So he went back home, and he bought a street glide. That's how I heard the story. <laughs> That's how I heard it. <laughs> right. Ty from Tennessee, what a legacy Tall's family has created. What's Let's up, Ty? Ty's from Chattanooga, I think. Okay. So now we'll go ahead and move into our next question. So last year, you went on a cross-country ride on a motorcycle that you've never ridden before. Uh, what 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 was that, what was that like? That that was a Indian Challenger or Pursuit? Indian Pursuit. It was their new launch for the Indian Pursuit. Okay. So um, I'll try to make the story shorter this time, Joe. <laughs> it's all right. So yeah, uh, you know I ride blinds. I'm a Harley ride, and Indian Motorcycle reached out to me the second time. The first time they reached out to me, it was on a Challenger, and this time they reached out to me to to ride the Pursuit. Um, I never been on it before. The only thing that they did for me is changed out well two things. They changed out the seat. They made sure I had a tall seat and they made sure that I had highway bags on. Oh, uh, so I fly out to Temecula, California. I ride the Indian for one day. Um, they showed us the features of the bike. We rode to, uh, Julian, California, and it, that was a good ride. But the next day I was leaving, I had to get back to Knoxville and I had when I say I had two and a half days to do it, either back story. I had to get back to Knoxville. It was Thursday. I had to get back to Knoxville because Sunday I was leaving for Baltimore, Maryland, back to Zippers to get the blue road cane done. So that month, that month also, I probably was on the road more than I was home. You guys don't see half of this stuff right. Anyway, so uh, got on that bike and it's different than a Harley. It's totally different from a Harley. The throttle is different. The throttle response is, um, it's just different. I can't explain it. Like you, like you get the throttle of the Harley and immediately you, you, you know, have instant throttle response. You hit the throttle on the Indian. Like if you like do that a couple of times, it, it will not respond as fast as the Harley. So when I was, had it all loaded down with slow maneuvering, riding, you know what I mean? Leaving out kind of, U-turn and stuff like that. It was a little bit different feel than it was with the harp. Not a bad feel, just a little bit different feel. Um, the turn signals being on the same side, that was 
that was a little different than what I'm used to. You know what I mean? But other than that, the bike had plenty of room. It rode good, had great power. It it had decent sound once you got it up into the higher RPM. Um, but the trip itself was absolutely fantastic. It was, even though I had scary moments where I thought I was going to run out of gas, that didn't happen once. That actually happened two or three times. <laughs> and I had a moment when I was going through Texas. And I thought I was going to die. I was like riding in an air fryer. But that morning that I woke up, leaving the hotel, and I'm, the light is just coming up. And I'm looking at these Texas oil fields. And the wind is just feeling good. And the bike is humming. And I'm going about 90 miles per hour through Texas. Joe, I'm telling you, I, I just, again, I'll say this. I just, the trend, I thank God for it. I was, it was a, a, a beautiful moment. It's a moment, Joe, when you feel like you're alive. I can't explain it. When you're out there by yourself and it's just, I'm not having church on here, but it's just you and the Lord. I'm, I'm grateful for moments like that. You know what I mean? It's just, right. I, I know I'm home and people always like, don't you get homesick? I do. I miss my wife. I love my wife. But I absolutely, I get homesick for the road because I'm not as in the moment at home as I am on the road. And that is probably not, I don't know, I can't explain it. It's just like your senses are more awakened and you just, it's just, uh, you know, you're alive. You know what I mean? Right. So, yep. Yeah. You ride. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's riding a motorcycle. There's, there's nothing like it. And th that's like a once in a lifetime chance for Indian, the company. Now, I, I don't know if they flew you out there. But yeah. uh, them flying you out there and then saying, hey, you can take this motorcycle, we'll adjust it a little bit for you, and then you just ride it all the way home. I mean, yeah. That, yeah, that's that, just that was awesome. And Joe, hey, you know what? I'm hoping to do that. I know a lot, a lot of people ask. I'm hoping to do that with Harley Davidson, uh, either on a Pan Americas or another bike, one of those things that riding and wrenching has. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You don't want to. Do so that. I'm I'm hoping to do that with Pan America or another bike, and I I want to go back to the I can start at the East Coast and head back to the West Coast. I like to get out to Seattle. Um, so I don't feel like a lot of people ask me, you know, how was it on the Indian, and it it was good. It was. Um, and I want to give I want to try it on the Harley, which I did it on my Harley before, but I'd like to do it on like a fixed fairing Harley or maybe even the Pan America or something like. That. So, and I'm not against doing it on a Honda Goldwing. I know that. You're probably surprised by that. But if anybody has a touring bike and they want to see what it'll do, I'll hop on it and take it across cut. I mean, right. who wouldn't, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we got some people in here. I don't know if you've ever heard of Boots and Jeans Rider. They're going to be my next guest next week. But oh, okay. the married couple, and they both ride gold wings. And oh, okay. they go on bikeations. They they go out on the road for three months at a time. And wow, they, that's the life, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking. Hey man, I'll, I'll say I don't I don't want any, I don't want anybody to feel any type of way that I'm talking about their brand of motorcycle. I want to talk about some good stuff about other people's brand of motorcycle. There's there's there is Goldwing riders. They are not afraid to put it in the wind, man. Goldwing riders, they will they will get from state to state and go. I mean, so and I'll ride with Goldwing riders. You know what I mean? Uh, really? And I found out from stereo. I guess this is probably a stereotype or not a stereotype. This is what I think. If you need to know about road conditions or anything about riding um, a motorcycle anywhere, ask a BMW rider. Because <laughs> a BMW rider, they know everything. They're the most prepared riders on the road. You know what I mean? That's what I, I say. So Goldwing riders and BMW riders and Harley riders are people that are not afraid to get out there and make the miles. So any of them, I'll ride with, well, I'll ride with anybody. But I will really listen to somebody that gives you advice that rides state to state 
on motorcycle. What's up, uh, Barber CVO? I see where you just said that right there. Yep, Barber CVO 19 in the building. Yeah. So now th this leads me to my next question. So this next question and the question after that kind of feed into each other. So the next question, so recently I was on one of your live streams watching and you started having a conversation of how you know if you're a ground pounder. So what what exactly do you consider a ground pounder? Uh, what did we, I think we established that 750 miles makes you a ground pounder. If you're doing 750 miles in a day, that's when ground pounding began. But, but let, let me, I'm glad you asked me that question so I can correct some things. <laughs> that's ground pounding on the interstate. If you are on the highway, 750, not bad. If you're on a country road, you might be ground pounding with 300 miles because there's some country roads out there that you're doing that. Hey, and, uh, you know, another person that I'm sure you guys are familiar with, Million Dollar Bogan, he's riding some crazy roads. He's ground pounding with 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 uh, 100 miles of some of the stuff that this man's riding. So, uh, but usually when people are talking about it, they're talking about a ground pounder doing their thing out on the highway. That's usually what they're talking about, going from state to state, you know, um, so... That's what I consider a ground pounder, someone that, uh, you know, about 750 miles. A 300-mile ride is, a 300-mile ride is a, a, a good ride. A 500-mile ride is a really good ride. So when you are out there for 750 miles, that's something that you really, really have to just be mentally tough and ready for. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I rode straight from one of Robert's practice sessions back home all in one shot because I wanted to get home, and that was, that was around 7.50. Yeah. And, man, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? You'll you'll make, you'll make be riding it. You're like, why am I doing this? Uh, I should just stop. This is crazy. I'm not getting on this bike for the next two, three weeks. Then you pull in the garage, get off the bike. The next day, I'm like, hmm, that's pretty cool. I'm glad I did it. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, you always have moments of doubt, moments of, uh, you know, but it's it's always a good time being on a motorcycle. Even exactly. some of my worst days, hopping on the motorcycle makes it a better day. Right. Uh, Jenny Cud says, hi, tall, love watching you. Welcome, Jenny. Yeah. Hey, Jenny. Thank you for watching. And then, then Boots and Jean Ryder says, what if you do 749 miles? <laughs> if you do 749 miles, nah. Sorry, Booster Team. You just you, you just went for a good ride. You you didn't you didn't ground pound. You didn't ground pound. You got to get that extra mile in there. Right? Gotta get you that extra mile in. I go around the circle around the hotel parking lot a couple of times. Yeah, that that'll do. So so the ground the ground pounder that feeds into this question right here. So what what tips do you have for somebody attempting their first iron butt ride, which I'm going to be doing when I head out to Daytona. So I'm going to be going about 1,020, I think the route's 1,027 miles. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Daytona's going to be coming up pretty soon, Joe, and you're already starting off at the wrong time of year. It's a whole lot easier when the days are longer. You can leave like an hour before before um, sunrise, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you leave an hour before sunrise, it's still cold because it's time of year, you know. But uh, I'll just I'll just give tips. Like, like, just say it's like the summertime or whatever. I try to leave an hour before sunrise. And um, I, I mean, I have a full thing and I'll try to break it down. When you wake up in the morning, load your motorcycle and I just hop on the bike and I go. I go and then the first stop is at a gas station and I usually get gas, grab something quick for breakfast. Not a sit down breakfast. You don't have time to stop at IHOP and get the pancakes and stuff like that. Get a quick light breakfast while... I'm at the gas station and then hop back on the bike and then try to at least knock out 150 at every stop. When you get 
off the bike. Don't just stand up. When you're filling up the bike, walk around. Get that circulation going. Make sure you're walking around. While you're riding the bike, don't just sit in one place on the seat. Stretch that leg out. Put the leg, put your foot on the crash bar. Put one foot on the floorboard, one foot on the crash bar. Throw one leg over the crash bar. If you got lower, throw one leg over the lower. Uh, if you can kind of push up off the seat a little bit when you're riding to get a little bit more blood in your backside, do that. You know what I mean? Every now and then to get the blood flowing. And um, it's not time for you. Oh, I shouldn't say this, but it's not time for you to be putting around. When you are out right. there ground pounding, you hit that hammer lane, fast lane, and you run. You know what I mean? Um, don't want to do anything crazy. Never weave in and out of cars. Never do anything like that. But you want to hit that fast lane and you just want to make sure that you are, let's just say this, moving faster than the flow of traffic. Not not reckless driving, just faster than the flow of traffic. And make your gas stop and food stop and restroom stop at the same place. Don't go to the gas station, have to pull out, go to the restaurant then have to pull out and, 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 you know, go to the bathroom, you know, five miles down the road. Try to do everything at one stop and get you some good music because a lot of times music uh, will take the the uh, the discomfort off of your mind. And if you got a Bluetooth device, a good conversation with a friend, call them while you're riding. And that, you know, I mean, just, you know, sometimes. Cause you really want to get out there, you want to enjoy it. But things like that can distract you. If you get in a, you know, if you're listening to a book or something, or you you're listening to some some podcast or whatever, you're going down the road. You'll be down 150 miles before you know it because you kind of got into what you were doing instead of focusing on watching every mile count. And don't do that, by the way. Don't be that guy that's watching 10 miles, 20 miles, or it just makes the time go by. <laughs> you know. I yeah. mean, really stand still that would be that would be my oh and and make sure if you got a treadmill or something at the house or just walk make sure you prep before you do this don't just get off the couch and say i'm going to get on this bike and ride across country make sure that you've been walking that you're hydrated and that you um uh, are in physical shape to do it because believe it or not it does take you're just riding on a motorcycle, but you're riding for a long time. It does take a lot out of you. I was saying the other day that when I took my trip to California, um, man, I'm just telling everything. Might as well tell you. I took my trip to California. I lost 10 pounds in 20 days. And well, wait a minute. I didn't tell you what I was eating yet. Because I have a horrible, horrible um, eating habit. Every night, pretty much, the rotation, pizza from Papa John's, KFC, and some kind of hamburger. But every night before I go to bed, I would get a pack of Reese's Cups and a bag of Funyun and eat that every night. And I still lost 10 pounds in 20 days. Because <laughs> motorcycles, it takes a lot out. I'm telling you. Yeah, it definitely does. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to start that workout regimen uh, here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, leave off the, the, the Reese's Cups and the Funyuns. You don't want to eat like that. Right. <laughs> No, that that's really good sound advice. I'll definitely take a lot of that into consideration. I've been doing so much research on this just to make, I, I mean, I, I've gone 750, so I know I can handle a thousand, but yeah, I know it's going to hey, be tough. Well, let me say this, Joe. And also when you do break, okay, count for one real break for an hour. Mm -hmm. Like, so remember I told you, don't waste your time sitting there at the hotel or wherever you start eating a breakfast or whatever. Eat breakfast somewhere down the road at one, a gas station while you're, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to side the bike or whatever. But mm. get one real break. 
when you feel like you can't make it anymore, probably about dinner time, about about six or something like that, get one real break where you go into a restaurant and you sit down for just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just to get yourself together and check your yeah. phone, kind of relax your mind mentally. And then see a lot of people, when they get to that point, they'll just check into a hotel like it's over with. But usually, right. I mean, I'm always be that guy to check into a hotel where there's daylight. And I'm like, I could have been, I could have been riding. So pull over, get you about an hour break. If you don't want to go to a restaurant, go to the rest area and get you one of those picnic tables, put your jacket behind you, take your nap and uh, get back after it. So that's my advice to you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Let's see if we got any comments down in here. Uh, Papa D ride says daylight savings started at the end of bike week. So that's convenient. <laughs> then. Workman experience says I'm trying to get motivated for Daytona, Daytona, Texas to Florida. That's a that's a long ride too. What part of what part of Texas? Because I did that. Me and my uh, nephew, we left Dallas, Texas, and we went to uh, we went to Daytona. That is a long ride. That's a really long yeah. ride. But luckily, there's a lot of Bucky's along the way. So stop in the Bucky's, get you some gas, <laughs> a brisket, and some beaver nuggets, and keep on rolling. Right, uh, Josh Allen asked best Bluetooth brand Cena or Cardo. I personally use Cardo. And I, I love it. I use, I have a, I have a Cardo and I have a two Cena's and I'm a Cena guy all day long. And, um, most of the people that ride with me have changed over to Cena. Shout out to Barbara CVO. I never even had, he was at Runs of the Hills too. And, uh, I never had the opportunity to use the mess. I was using the mess with him and, uh, they two pop. We were on that mess system, man. And. I was like, this is really cool. I mean, the Cena was great, and I know those other ones had mess, but the way the Cena is with the big old jog dial wheel and the way it connects, um, I like the I, I really like the Cena better than Ricardo. So if I recommended it, I would say get to the Cena 50s. That's what I have. Okay, yeah, you really can't go wrong with either of them because the the Cardo also has that mesh too. So you're saying the Cena has the mesh as well? Yeah, yeah, you can do up to 50 rider. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that's, that's awesome. Cool. Okay, so let's move on to our second to last question. So recently, you made a big purchase. You ended up getting a toy hauler. Congrats on that. The thing looks awesome. What made you make that decision to buy that toy hauler? Another long story, Joe. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, grew up camping. Grew up. My dad and my mom um, started camping in a van years ago. Um, Went from a van to a tent, went from a tent to a pop-up camper, went from a pop-up camper to a travel trailer and a travel trailer to a fifth wheel. So that's how I grew up. We went to uh, all family vacations in the summer. We would go camp and just being able, being out there with my cousins, it was always, a, we, we, you know, my cousins had a camp, you know, they eventually got a camper. My best friend who lived up the street, his parents had a camper and we would, uh, one of my favorite trips, I'm going to try to stick this on the topic. One of my favorite trips is when all of us, and when I meet all of us, my cousins, my grandmother, and uh, my best friend and his parents and his cousin left Knoxville and went to Key West on a trip, stopping, going to different places. And I remember how great that was. We had our bikes, we'd ride our bikes and stuff at the campground. And if you've ever been camping, man, there's nothing that smells better than bacon in the morning at a campground. Nothing smells yep. better. So, it's just that experience that I grew up with, and it's just something that 
always liked and uh, so when I got old enough, I, I ended up buying a camper and it has been a great experience, which I bought a toy hauler and I don't use it as a toy hauler as much as I thought I would. But I, I'm still glad that I have the toy hauler. My wife really enjoys sitting on that back porch where the where it lets down and it's just cool. And camping is, I'm, I would like to do more camping and Lord willing, I'll be able to do do more camping this year because a lot of people like the camping videos. So I hope to add more camping videos on the YouTube channel. Yeah, that that is pretty cool. So with that toy hauler, you can have b the best of both worlds. I mean, if you guys can park, bring the bikes out, go riding all day if you want, and then mm -hmm. enjoy the rest of the night outside because yeah, awesome. I love it. I, yeah, I, I grew up camping as well. And that, so I graduated from a utility trailer. Now I'm getting an enclosed trailer. I think the next step is going to be the toy hauler. Well, Joe, I really thought about taking the enclosed trailer and making, I've seen people make uh mini campers out of it where they would just take, you know, get an enclosed trailer 7x14 and put a fold down bed on one side and solar panel on the top, cut a window in it and, and put a split air conditioning and all that stuff in it. I, I actually, that's what I watch stuff like that on YouTube. I, I watch adventure stuff all the time. So I think, uh, that would be pretty cool. As a matter of fact, you should, if you decide to do something like with the utility trailer like that, you ought to put that on your channel. I think a lot of people would watch that. I know I would watch that, you know, yeah. um, but camping and motorcycles, whole outdoors day, it's just something that that I grew up doing and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It, it kind of goes hand in hand too. So yeah, yeah it does. Okay. So now I will bring up the last question, which I oh. ask everybody because ev everybody has a different, different answer. Don't worry. It's not bad. <laughs> but what's the worst experience you've ever had on a motorcycle? Man, I, to be honest with you, it's going to be even the bad experiences on a motorcycle. At the time, they're horrible. At the time, I look back on it, you know, it's kind of like it wasn't that bad or, you know, I'm glad I made it through. Um, so we were, me and Leonard was in, uh, on our way to Nebraska and there was a really, really bad storm to the point that it was a funnel cloud following us. Man. I mean, we were trying to get away from, it. and, uh, I was going, I mean, we had those things in the rain. We were running 95 miles per hour in the rain. And it just seemed like we were on the direct path of that funnel cloud. And I, I was trying my best. Cause when you're out there, sometimes you can't, there's not a lot of, uh, well, I should have told you the other story, but there's not a lot of, uh, covering. So we went and, uh, kept on going as far as fast as we could, but he caught up with us. So we had to stop under the bridge and it was just, uh, I thought, I thought we were really in the middle of a tornado. At one point, you know what I mean? Yeah. So now I told you said the worst, I, and that really, to be honest with you, after I look back on it, that wasn't really the worst thing. It was just something that was just a bad moment, but I had a blast on the trip. Um, me and my dad, what I was going to tell you the other thing, me and my dad and my uncle was going across country to California. Uh, we were out in Wyoming and we got caught in a hailstorm and there was no bridges and we were miles miles away from uh stores or anything so i had to ride in a hailstorm trying to get find uh shelter and that's still i know that sounds bad it <laughs> makes a good story <laughs> it still ain't bad um yeah, have i had crazy. close calls on motorcycles yeah i had boards fly at me i've had ladders fly at me i had people try to cut me off i've had um people try to run you over um, i've had all kind of things like that so those things are bad uh things that i've done going too fast around a curve when I used to ride sport bikes and uh, kind of running wide in the curve, 
had it going head on towards a car. That was a bad moment, but yeah, thank God I'm still here and I still enjoy it. And, uh, you know, there was bad moments, but I, I, I still, still enjoyed not going head on towards the car, but I still enjoyed all those things, even though those were difficult times, I believe right. that riding a motorcycle, uh, and I know, I know that was the last question, but I believe riding a motorcycle can make you mentally tougher. When, mm -hmm. what I mean by that joke is this, that if you take the same principles and ride on the motorcycle and apply it to life and know that even though it gets hard, even though it gets difficult, the, the conditions might not be ideal, but you, if you want to make it anywhere, you can't stop. You got to keep going. And if you apply those same principles to life, then you're going to be successful, you know? And I think motorcycle riders, low distance motorcycle riders get that. They know that they're going to go through some trials and tribulations, but stop it. It's not an option. You got to keep on pressing through, you know? So if you apply that to life, I think, uh, you'll be better for it. Yeah. I, I never even thought about it that way, man, man, that, that was, that was deep. That was real deep. <laughs> But but true. I mean, absolutely true. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so we'll we'll go ahead and open it up for Q and A for okay. a little bit. L Johnson asks, "How did you get to partner with Harley?" L Johnson, I think there's going to be a lot of backstories in this. Yeah, yeah. So um, they just reached out to me. Um, they watched the YouTube channel, reached out to me, and basically we just created a, a dialogue, a relationship, and uh, it's been a good partnership. I've been able to do a lot of really cool things with Harley Davidson and um, can't say enough about him. The last thing that we did with the going out to Utah and filming that uh, video with my dad, that really meant a lot to me. So Harley Davidson, the partnership with Harley, the way that they're trying to reach people and the diversity that they have, and they allow me to tell my story. Uh, I really appreciate what they're doing and it's been a good partnership so far. So it's just, relationship that just keeps all built yeah and they're doing a great job no doubt gobot says how tall is tall I, I know you get that all the time i am six foot six robert said joe congrats on three thousand subscribers i hit that last night so all right congratulations joe thank you thank you milestone it's a it's a tough journey I, i'm sure you know you've been doing this long enough yeah it it, it took a while to get to three thousand and you you hit it pretty quick so you're on your way man for real yeah a lot of a lot of hard work, man. Not easy. The, the chat's winding down a little bit. I definitely want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank everybody that came and made this successful. It's all you just, you got stories for days and they're... Oh, man, you froze up a little bit. Oh, am I still frozen? No, you're good now. You're good now. Okay. Were you able well, to hear that? Yeah, I no. Not, not the last bit, but I heard you say thank you for coming on and something about oh, stories. Okay. But <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to make you repeat it. Hopefully, hopefully it was something good, right? No, I was just saying, you, you you have a bunch of stories, and it's just awesome to listen to. You you got so many stories. Well, yeah, I, I, I when when me and Robert talked on the phone, uh, we both talked a lot. We talked we talked for a long time. So uh, yeah, but I'm glad that you guys allowed me to ramble on because I can ramble on. I do a whole lot of editing. If you knew how these videos were, I edit a whole lot. But Joe, it, man, it was a pleasure being on the channel. I want to thank you for allowing me to uh, uh, get on here. I had a good time tonight. And also, Joe, I want to thank you for coming now to Brunton Hills 2, man. And I wish that you could come down to Brunton Hills 3, but uh, at least we get to see you down there in Daytona. And um, also want to thank everybody that is um, your subscriber and my subscribers that's on here too. Um, guys, if you if this is your first time um, seeing me traveling tall, um, Come over to the channel, check it out. 
um, I have motorcycle content and, um, if you like motorcycles, you like adventure and Joe talked about a little bit of camping and stuff like that. There's a little bit of everything on there. It's 95% Harley Davidson, but every now and then you'll see some other brand motorcycles. I, I'm not going to do anything to, you can watch it in the family room TV. I'm not going to do anything that's, you're going to have to turn it off when your kids come in. Matter of fact, I want you to watch it with your kids because we're trying to grow the future of motorcycle. If you watch it with your kids and they see the joy of motorcycling and it breaks down all the stereotypes that everybody said that Harley Davidson riders are about, then people's eyes are open and they, they want to experience that life. They want to experience, um, traveling on motorcycle. And that is what I try to do. I try to still tell my story and, uh, share a little bit of myself with you guys. So anyway, there I go again, Joe talking all day. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, man. You got a lot to talk about. Nothing, nothing wrong. Again, thank you. Thank you for having me here. And uh, again, thank you to all the viewers and subscribers. And congratulations again on your 3,000. And I know that you're going to surpass that with the quality. I'll say this about you. With the quality of your live stream, this looks like CNN. I mean, this looks like like a <laughs> news channel. I mean, this is, this is really good, man. So uh, I appreciate it. And thank you again for allowing me to tell my story and share a little bit of myself with your your viewer. Hey, no problem at all. We'll see you out in Daytona in a few weeks. All right. All right, Joe. All right, everybody. Keep gliding and have a blessed day. And uh, riding the ridge, trade that thing and get something else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you. All right, we'll see you.